Of the skills in the teaching profession, perhaps most paramount is the question, response. Just a hand in the air shows the gumption to dare and a chance to make lasting connections. The first principle you need to pay careful attention to when a student asks a question is listening. Listen to hear the question that's being asked. Sometimes that question is obscured by the words the student uses to place his or her inquiry before you. I think that's especially true in the world of math. Uh, so like that thingy that's over there, how come that doesn't do that? Doesn't convey a lot of meaning, but you can figure out what the actual puzzlement is if you listen carefully. I talked earlier about assuming that your students are kind and thoughtful and intelligent and willing. Assume that those sorts of things motivate their questions. Questions provide great opportunity for comebacks, one-liners, witty jabs, marking confusion on your face and others. Don't succumb to the temptation. Listen to the question first. After you understand the question, you will be in a much better position to respond. Anyone who has been teaching for any length of time has heard some variation of the old adage, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And they have learned that, oh, yes, there most certainly is such a thing as a stupid question. However, those stupid questions are not nearly as detrimental to the learning and teaching process as are stupid answers to stupid questions, or worse, stupid answers to real questions. I want to talk about what I think are the four key principles to responding well to questions. I think paying attention to how you as a teacher respond to every question, regardless of how trivial, inconsequential, or pivotal to your subject matter, builds on the student's relationship with you and fascination with your subject. First principle, when you are responding to a question, be honest and clear. First, some will tell you that being supportive is the most important thing. I think honesty and clarity is the foremost concern. When a student asks a question, Give them an honest answer that makes sense. Second, yes, be positive and supportive. If you possibly can, give some value to the solidity of what the student has offered you. Try never to belittle, make sarcastic remarks, or joke about a student's question. Of course, there are exceptions as you come to know your students better, but the principle is to be positive. Asking a question should be a safe and welcomed thing, not a huge risk. Third, use an opportunity to connect. If a student is asking a question, he or she is providing a door into their mind, their experience, 
their learning process and as a teacher you want to take every opportunity to build those connections when you've got the opportunity. And finally, if you possibly can, be funny. Make a joke at your own expense, never at the student's expense, but find something to enjoy and to laugh about in the learning process. And students will ask questions more readily, listen to your answers more intently, and both you and the students will gain from the experience. Let me provide an example of this question and answering pattern from my very first day of teaching this year. In virtual school, it is virtually impossible to know people. You get to see images of students and generally they are frozen framed pictures, not even a live face. That very first day, I knew that my number one goal was to build human-to-human -human connections with kids. But I also knew that I was a complete rookie, the students were in a novel situation, none of us really wanted to be there, and how to navigate the dynamics were unknown. So I put the risks on myself. Often on the first day, I will go around the room in a random fashion and ask questions of the students. But on this day, I wanted to make it as engaging and risk-free as possible. So I asked every student to ask me a question. And it could be anything. Most of the students were pretty uh, embarrassed, put on the spot, how to ask me a personal question, what was appropriate, what wasn't. and. So I told them, if you can't think of anything, ask me a trivial fact. Ask me who won the World Series in 1945, or ask me what the capital of Massachusetts is, or ask me what the weather forecast is tomorrow. Those, of course, gave me opportunities to provide some humor, like I mentioned, but they also gave every student an opportunity to be a voice. So as we're going through this exercise, most students were cooperative and most of their questions were pretty lame like what's your favorite color what's your favorite animal what's your favorite food I never cease to be amazed at the curiosity about favorites in students questionings it makes sense given their age but I told them I don't have favorite anythings except a favorite number my favorite number is definitely four and if you stick around long enough, you might get to learn why. But the point of this little anecdote is to share with you the best question I got that day and to share with you what it does for my explanation of how to deal with questions. The question was, so what's the weirdest question you've ever been asked when you've done something like this? And that was a huge opportunity for me because I instantly recognized this is a student who is thoughtfully engaged with not only the process, but the motive. He was able to see that I was not doing this for the first time. He was able to recognize a history and perhaps a future. And he was willing to give me a root into getting to know him better and into sharing something from the past. 
So my mind starts spinning when I can say, what is the weirdest thing I've ever been asked? Now I knew that if I said something really weird that some other student had said, I would be doing more harm than good. No student wants to be remembered as the student with a really weird question, even if it's anonymous, even if it's years later, and I knew this was a first impression. So what I said to my student was, I've been asked a lot of really interesting questions, some of which have caught me off guard. But I think the most surprising question I've ever been asked was a student who had an entire list prepared of comments I had made throughout the year. She had written them down and wanted more information on them, such as, hey, Marks, will you tell us more about the rolling pin? I didn't remember ever having mentioned a rolling pin to these students, but I had made some comment in passing and somebody had said, what do you mean? And I had said, oh, ask me again when we have more time. Well, every time I had made some remark like that, unbeknownst to me, this student had been jotting down notes of things to ask me when we had time. And I shared that on this very first day of school this year with my student, that the craziest thing I'd been asked was something that caught me by surprise. Students who had paid such careful attention that they knew there were hidden gems of humor and insight somewhere in all of these stories and they wanted them. I knew that kids who were listening on this very first day might similarly connect and think, hmm, I should pay attention. Sometimes there will be crazy stories that she'll tell if we ask at the right time and in the right way. That first day of questions and answers gave me an opportunity to interact well with a lot of kids, some at more length than others, but it showed them that I enjoy getting asked questions and I enjoy getting to provide answers. And that interaction between teacher and student is absolutely central to education.